From The Australian, here's what's on the front. I'm Claire Harvey. It's Friday, August 25. ABC management and high-profile journalist Lee Sales have stepped into a controversial corner of the voice referendum debate, telling staff the Uluru Statement from the Heart is a one-page document. A memo obtained by The Australian tells on-air talent how to shut down guests who try to claim otherwise. Australian sporting codes, including the AFL and NRL, are sounding the alarm over imminent changes to the Fair Work Act they say could be devastating. It relates to new rules on fixed-term contracts, which the sports say will disrupt the hiring and firing of coaches and players. The first Republican debate has fired up interest in America's presidential race, even though it was missing the most popular candidate, Donald Trump. However, there's one candidate who clearly gets under everyone's skin. Coming up, meet the 38-year-old entrepreneur, making it all about him. The President of the United States is 80. His main rival is 77. But this morning, there's a new candidate you need to know about, and he's just 38. Unlock American energy. Drill, frack, burn coal, embrace nuclear. Put people back to work by no longer paying them more to stay at home. Reform the U.S. Fed, stabilise the U.S. dollar, and go to war. The only war that I will declare as U.S. President... Vivek Ramaswamy, born in 1985 dominated the stage in the first debate between Republican candidates held in Milwaukee and live on Fox News on Thursday. The other candidates spent the debate trying to neutralise, or at least keep up with, the fast-talking son of Indian migrants. Here's former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. I've had enough already tonight of a guy who sounds like ChatGPT standing up here... Ramaswamy is a multi-multi-millionaire, an Ivy Leaguer who made much of his money as a pharmaceutical entrepreneur, buying up patents to bring new drugs to market. He's promised to pardon Edward Snowden and Julian Assange. At the debate, he introduced himself with a familiar line. So first, let me just address a question that is on everybody's mind at home tonight. Who the heck is this skinny guy with a funny last name and what the heck is he doing in the middle of this debate stage? Sounds familiar? This is Barack Obama from 2004. The hope of a skinny kid with a funny name who believes that America has a place for him too. Chris Christie pulled him up on the comparison. The last person in one of these debates, Brett, who stood in the middle of the stage and said, what's a skinny guy with an odd last name doing up here was Barack Obama, and I'm afraid we're dealing with the same type of amateur standing on stage tonight. But Ramaswamy had a comeback. Give me a hug just like you did to Obama. same time amateur. And and you'll help elect me just like you did to Obama too. Give me that. That's a reference to the 2012 presidential election when many Republicans felt Christie was too friendly with Obama. Many Republicans haven't forgiven Christie for Obama's re-election or Christie's critiques of Donald Trump. President Trump, I believe, was the best president of the 21st century. It's a fact. Honest to God, your claim that Donald Trump is motivated by vengeance and grievance would be a lot more credible 
if your entire campaign were not based on vengeance and grievance against one man. Ramaswamy positions himself as an anti-woke patriot in the mold of Trump. Let us be honest as Republicans. I'm the only person on the stage who isn't bought and paid for, so I can say this. The climate change agenda is a hoax. The climate change agenda is a hoax. And we have to declare independence. But Trump himself wasn't there. Instead, talking to former Fox News host Tucker Carlson in an interview that popped up on Twitter, now known as X, five minutes before the debate began. Why are you at the Fox News debate tonight in Milwaukee? Well, you know, a lot of people have been asking me that, and many people said you shouldn't do them, but you see the polls have come out, and I'm leading by 50 and 60 points. Do I sit there for an hour or two hours, whatever it's going to be, and uh, get harassed by people that shouldn't even be running for president? Should I be doing that? Uh, And a network that isn't particularly friendly to me, frankly, you know, they... Uh, they were back in Ronda Sanctimonious like crazy, and now they've given up on him. I mean, he's, it's a lost cause. But I'm going to have all these people screaming at me, shouting questions at me, all of which I love answering, but it doesn't make sense to do them. So uh, I've taken a pass. The ghost of Donald present hovered over the debate, however. Right at the top, the hosts asked candidates for a show of hands about whether they'd pardon Donald Trump if he were convicted of various offences relating to his handling of classified documents, his claims the 2020 election was stolen, and the January 6 riot on Capitol Hill, when a mob of protesters stormed Congress, demanding Vice President Mike Pence invalidate Joe Biden's election win. But we are going to take a brief moment and talk about the elephant not in the room. If former President Trump is convicted in a court of law, would you still support him as your party's choice? Please raise your hand if you would. Ramaswamy raised his hand, along with former UN Ambassador Nikki Haley, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who until now has been the second place candidate after Trump, former Vice President Mike Pence, North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum and Senator Tim Scott. Former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson was the only one to keep his hand down. And Chris Christie, who made an ambiguous gesture, was the lone voice of dissent. Here's the bottom line. Someone's got to stop normalising this conduct. Okay? Now, and now whether or not... Whether or not you believe that the criminal charges are right or wrong, the conduct is beneath the office of President of the United States. And, and, and you know, this is the great thing about this country. Booing is allowed, but it doesn't change the truth. It doesn't change. Ramaswamy sought to provoke Mike Pence. Well, Mike, why don't you say this? Join me in making a commitment that on day one you would pardon Donald Trump. I'm the only candidate on the stage who had the courage to actually say it. That is how we move our nation forward. Nikki Haley sought to move on. We have to look at the fact that three quarters of Americans don't want a rematch between Trump and Biden. And we have to face the fact that Trump is the most disliked politician in America. We can't win a general election that way. 
Pence didn't have any power to invalidate the election anyway, and he said he was proud of what he'd done. He asked me to put him over the Constitution, and uh, I chose the Constitution, and I always will. I had no right to overturn the election, and Kamala Harris will have no right to overturn the election when we beat them in 2024. Thank you, Vice President Pence. That's a clear majority of candidates indicating Trump wouldn't go to jail even if convicted, and that's a strategic move by each of them. Trump is still prevaricating about whether he'll actually run, but he casts himself as a martyr to the cause. The other Republicans are seeking to neutralise that advantage. On the day Russia apparently assassinated Vladimir Putin's nemesis, mercenary general Yevgeny Prigozhin, the meatiest issue at the debate was Ukraine. Mr. Ramaswamy, you would not support an increase of funding to Ukraine? I would not. And I think that this is disastrous, that we are protecting against an invasion across somebody else's border when we should use those same military resources to prevent across the invasion of our own southern border here in the United States of America. We are driving Russia further into China's hands. The Russia-China alliance is the single greatest threat we face. And I find it offensive that we have professional politicians on the stage that will make a pilgrimage to Kyiv, to their Pope, Zelensky, without doing the same thing for people in Maui or the south side of Chicago or Kensington. I think that we have to put the interests... Chris Christie brought it back to his own nemesis. This is the Vladimir Putin who Donald Trump called brilliant and a genius. If we don't stand up against this type of autocratic killing in the world, we will be next. Mike Pence on Putin. Sorry if I insulted him by calling him a communist. He is a dictator and a murderer. And the United States of America needs to stand against authoritarianism. And Nikki Haley. Ukraine is the first line of defense for us. And the problem that Vivek doesn't understand is he wants to hand Ukraine to Russia. He wants to let China eat Taiwan. He wants to go and stop funding Israel. You don't do that to friends. In a tentative performance, Ron DeSantis sounded strongest when he brought the conversation back home. I'm not going to send troops to Ukraine, but I am going to send them to our southern border. When these drug pushers are bringing fentanyl across the border, that's going to be the last thing they do. We're going to use force and we're going to leave them stone cold dead. We're actually going to move on to... Coming up, as Donald Trump's one-time allies hand themselves into authorities, Trump himself is whistling to his base. Hey, I'm Felicity Harley and I host Healthy-ish, where we chat to experts, influencers and people in the know from around the globe to arm you with the knowledge to make healthier decisions for your mind, body and soul. I think if we're going to be focusing on health, like sleep is probably the biggest component of that. I, I think sleep is the cornerstone. Like choose the harder option because I've never woken up and gone, I regret that run that I went at 4am. I've never done that. Search for Healthy-ish and Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts. On Wednesday, 10 alleged Trump co-conspirators surrendered themselves to authorities in Atlanta, Georgia. 
Rudy Giuliani was the face of former President Trump's legal efforts after the 2020 election. He was charged with 13 counts, the same as Trump, for pushing fraudulent election claims in Georgia. Giuliani is facing 13 felony counts, including making false statements and breaking Georgia's anti-racketeering law. He was released after posting a $150,000 bond. Trump himself was characteristically equivocal. Do you think we're moving towards civil war? There's tremendous passion and there's tremendous love. Uh, you know, January 6th was a very interesting day, but people in that crowd said it was the most beautiful day they've ever experienced. There was love in that crowd. There was love and unity. I have never seen such spirit and such passion and such love. And I've also never seen simultaneously and from the same people such hatred of what they've done to our country. So do you think it's possible that there's open conflict? We seem to be moving I, I towards don't something. Know. I don't know, because I don't know what it, you know, I, I can say this. Uh, there's a level of passion that I've never seen. There's a level of hatred that I've never seen. And that's probably a bad combination. Donald Trump was speaking to Tucker Carlson. On September 6, if you're in Brisbane, we'd love you to join us for The Front Live with me, Hedley Thomas, and Dave Murray from our podcasts like The Teacher's Accuser and Shandy's Legacy. We'll be talking about investigative journalism, podcasting, and sharing a drink and some canapes with you. To register, go to theaustralianplus.com.au. That's theaustralianplus.com.au. And thanks for joining us on The Front. Our team is Jasper Leake, Tiffany Dimack, Kristen Amiot, Leah Tamaglu, and me, Claire Harvey. A troubled young woman. Her evil parents. We never had any issues between us. Has justice been done? Uh, I'm in a prison. Join journalist Richard Gilliatt as he delves into one of Australia's most gripping cases. Shadow of Doubt, a new podcast investigation from The Australian. I cannot find one of these allegations that's possible. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts.